It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Once again, here we are talking about all things Disney, Disneyland, DCA, maybe even Walt Disney World. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Enough time? I don't know. For maybe. everything? Yes. All of the things and all the stuff? We have for all the, everything. We have all the time in the world. Well. That's right. <laughs> Until that Hayward fault breaks loose or something. Oh, goodness. So much, so many earthquake things in the news uh, bother me. Yeah, you know, I feel like other people know more than I do about it, and I want to know about it. And because of all the articles, I feel like they're not telling us something. Do you think that the uh, San Andreas movie was the way of Hollywood telling us that something going to happen? I haven't seen it. Oh, I saw it. The Hollywood Illuminati telling yeah, that, us, right? What? I heard it was the worst. <laughs> it was. It can't be good. It's an earthquake movie. So have dude. you seen... The um, in it. How could it be good? <laughs> <laughs> that was enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Um, but have you seen... The, what is it? The Day After Tomorrow? Oh, I, did, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yes. It's the same movie, but about an earthquake. Oh, oh okay. 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 Yeah, that one wasn't that great either. How but big it was, was okay. How big was the earthquake in San Andreas? I want to say it was bigger than the biggest ever, so it was over 9.5. Oh, that'd be crazy. Because well, what, it was a 7.3 for uh, Loma Prieta? Earthquake? Yeah, 7.3. It yeah. would be like, okay. there would be tsunamis. That would be terrible. That would be a disaster. There Calif- was a tsunami in the movie. What a shock. Of no, course Cal- there was. California <laughs> yeah. would be done with a nine yes. earthquake. Like, yes. uh, well, I don't know if it'd be done necessarily. It's not going to like fall off the side of the country or it'd anything. It'd break in half. But we'd be in trouble. Like, I live, yeah, we're in the middle. I live by the bay. No, you'd be, you'd be in trouble. Right sure. the you'd bay. be gone. Yeah, we'd yeah. be fine. Oh, okay. Tara and I'd be all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we'd be on the cusp, I feel. You know, there's a uh, there's a big story about uh, the fault they kind of just recently found up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. like right through Oregon and Washington. And they say uh, a good-sized quake there will cause a tsunami that will wipe out everything left of the I-5 corridor. Really? Just remove it. Because Yikes. they they it's, it's built on the, the, that kind of ground that... Uh, turns more into like quicksand when it right. rumbles, you know. Um, so things would just fall apart. Nothing has foundation, but it's the tsunami that would take everything because there's not a lot of hills to protect anything. People don't have an e- evacuation plan, even though they 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 know that it's a tsunami warning, like area tsunami area. Right. There's nowhere for anybody to go. Right. Like the uh, and the the guy who was writing the article was like, yeah, I live in this area, and I was trying to. Um, tell my people about it there's a school whatever right um and they're like oh yeah our evacuation plan we have one and we go up to the hill behind the school because you have about 15 minutes okay of a warning uh the hill is like six feet below the minimum level that a tsunami would reach <laughs> so it's even if it's even at best for. case scenario for yeah. a giant like 9.0 or whatever you're still done so we should all move to Fresno is what you're saying. <laughs> Fresno, yes. Yes, Fres- okay. yes now. Fres- yes. But Fres- yes. that totally puts the kibosh on, on Taryn and I moving to the Oregon coast or whatever. It was like kind yeah. of like a, oh, a, a pipe dream. No. No, there's no way. No, no. No, there's no way anyway. You guys can't move there. Why? <laughs> um, because I'm not there. But it's no, just so true. nice there. Well, it's not like we see each other anyway it all the time nice anyway. There. We kind of do. Well, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys can't move. <laughs> okay. It would be a lot to- longer drive to Disneyland. Yeah. Fly at that uh, point. Gloves in the chat going, wow, a bunch of downers right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, man. You crash every once in a while. 
Um, anyway, here we are. We're talking. Uh, we're going to talk some cool things today. Actually, we're going to talk a little bit. Ant Man. Ant Man movie came out, and uh, my, I'm having my nephew Anthony back on. Um, because he did such a good job last time, kind of breaking down for us what's going on in the Marvel Universe and why Thor matters, which I still don't know. Uh, but we're going to have him on for a little bit to talk about what Ant-Man means to the Marvel Universe and what to expect next, because uh, there's a lot of folks who really care about the Marvel Universe. I don't really, but whatever. Okay. Uh, Terrence is going to rap a little bit about Pinocchio. He saw that, and he's, he did that uh, for our second Disney animation movie review. Um, and then I'm going to take you through the history of Toontown, then we have some Disney news and our fact of the show, and that's it. Uh, but first, all the important information. We're on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate us on iTunes. Do all the things that we got to do in life to be a part of the world. Uh, <laughs> we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, feedback, you know, it goes to Taryn. Compliments go to Terrence. Uh, if you want to say hi to Bev, that goes to Bev. Anything else, Jason, and it all ends with earsup-podcast. Dot com. Uh, don't forget to check out the blog. We have more cool Disneyland info, such as the aforementioned uh, Disney movie reviews. We're running through every full-length featured theatrical released Disney animation. Um, Terrence just did Pinocchio. I did Snow White last time. Uh, Taryn and I recently tried to watch Fantasia, but we kind of failed. <laughs> um, but, man, the... the uh, I, I, look, I think it's a mistake if Disney is not going back to hand-drawn animation. They, they've said that last year. Uh, everything's going to be computer animated, and it's a mistake. I think it's just a mistake. There's such a good, gritty, uh, analog feel to that kind of stuff, man. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like it a lot more. Um, support us, please, on various ways. Uh, if you shop via Amazon, hit up our link on the homepage first. Which is earsuppodcast.com. And then, uh, you know, we're embedded in your little system there. Uh, we also do donations if you, or we receive donations rather. We don't donate anything. Um, <laughs> either a one time, you got a buck a show. If you have a dollar, throw us a dollar. Uh, we also have reoccurring donors. If you want to be a reoccurring donor, uh, each month, uh, you can set that up too. And it's, uh, it's a great way to support us. We are using that money, actually. We're not just buying Disneyland sneakers or anything like that. Uh, we have invested. We're doing a little bit of merchandising. Uh, we have a really rad shirt coming out. Actually, by the time you hear this podcast, it will already have been out uh, and probably doing gangbusters. I probably drove here in my Tesla. Uh, that's how great it's, gonna be. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, we heard a, a fantastic artist who's a fan of the show, uh, Lulu. If you're out there, thank you very much. You did a wonderful job. Don't tell anybody what it is if you're in the chat. Uh, but it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, I don't know. I, I really think it's cool. So we're trying to do stuff like that. So thank you to all of our donors who have helped us achieve this, uh, because we literally couldn't have done it without you. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, we're, so we're, your money's being put to good use. Not only is it paying to, uh, to keep us alive here, but, uh, we can now actually start doing merch. And, uh, I think we have a, a little bit to contribute to the world of the, uh, Disneyland, uh, art. You know what I mean? Because I don't. Um, <laughs> Coveers, you can buy some Coveers. Also, get Coveers, uh, G E T C O V E A R S dot com. Little stretchable designer fabric uh, covers for your Mickey Mouse ears. They're they're pretty cool too, and that helps us uh, helps us out as well. Uh, Taryn, feedback. That's what we. That's what was the other segment we needed. We were talking about uh, beds for segments. We need yeah. one for feedback. Well, yeah. and I thought of another one too. So okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the first one we've got today is from Jeff. He says, hello, Taryn. I thought I would share some hello. information that I uh, compiled for a coworker a while ago that may help you help your trip planning to Disney World. Hope it helps. 
Tips. There are lots of characters to meet at Disney World. Think about getting an autographed book and pen on the first day. That's it, pretty good. Yeah. It's stupid hot in Florida, so you will <laughs> you will have That's to... stupid hot. <laughs> I know. You will have to drink a lot. If thirsty throughout the day, consider getting ice water from restaurants. It's free. Bring Mio uh, concentrate drinks. They're the little water flavor things. And add okay. to water for flavor. Uh, most rides are not worth waiting in line for longer than 45 minutes. <laughs> if busy, consider coming back later, early in the morning. Um, if possible, save pass, fast passes for the evening when the rides get busier. Um, some rides are high capacity and despite having lo- long lines, may move very quickly, i.e. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a small world. Rides are less busy when the fireworks are on. Consider this if you're not interested in the fireworks. Um and I really like this one. Consider eating at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. It's not fancy, but it's a unique dining experience of eating in a car while watching old sci-fi clips play on the drive-in screen. Yes, I would love to do that. That's yes, cool. please. That I think sounds that sounds awesome. So cool. It sounds really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, don't fret too much over travel between the parks. It really isn't as bad as people are making it out to be. Looking at the Grand Floridian, it, it appears that getting to all the parks will be easy with the exception of Epcot, uh, where it appears you will have to transfer because your trip is uh, six is six days. I would get the park hopper. You will likely spend a full day at. Um, I wouldn't get the park hopper. I'm sorry. You will likely spend a full day at each park and two days at Magic Kingdom. Use your last day to hit uh, whichever park uh, you want to spend extra day at. Epcot is likely a park where you could do it in a half day, but they have opportunities to consume alcohol, so you can likely spend some extra time there. <laughs> I have also attached a spreadsheet of attractions. My wife bugs me about using spreadsheets wow. too much. Disney World. It, uh, I have a spreadsheet to explain to her how my love yes, of spreadsheets. Exactly. Yeah. So he says Disney World is kind of like they took Disneyland and spread it out over four parks, then filled them in with less likable attractions. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says congratulations on the engagement. He wishes us a very happy wedding, honeymoon, and Disney fil- Disneyland filled lives. Wow. Aww. That was awesome. very nice. It was. Very and nice. I think he's got – I think some of those are, are maybe for families with kids a little bit more than us. Like the – I don't know if we're going to get autographs from characters. But I think it's really good <laughs> for listeners, too, to yeah. know that stuff. But the sci-fi dine-in thing, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to figure that one out and, and try and do that. Yeah, let's do that. So that's that's now – I th- that's two for park hoppers, two for not park hoppers. Right. Interesting. Um, okay, next one is from Scott. <clears throat> I recently discovered your podcast and have been thoroughly entertained each time I tune in. I'm a thir- I am 33 and also a Disneyland enthusiast from Northern California. I find myself relating... Okay, he's not a nerd, he's an enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find myself relating to you in so many ways as my Disneyland experiences have been so similar to yours. Most Disney podcasts uh, come from the perspective of Los Angeles area residents who whose park experiences are much different than those of us traveling in. I love the contents of each show, the banter and information provided. Keep it up. Disney World advice from a fellow Northern Californian. In 2012, my wife and I also went to Disneyland on our honeymoon and had a blast. Uh, We just got back from another Disney World trip in June to celebrate our three-year anniversary. This trip was much different from the first as we were fully immersed in the Magic Band experience. At first, the Magic Band seems very intimidating, but try to think of them as a bonus and you'll have a great trip. Eat at Epcot as much as possible as the restaurants and snacks are amazing and the variety is plentiful. Okay. Uh, the one piece of advice I have is definitely get park hoppers. 
Oh, counter to our friend Blobber. Yeah. But uh, Pink Bunny was saying that last show, She said right? to also do yeah, that. Okay. Um, I've heard some people advise against them, but when my wife and I heard this bad advice, we were blown away. <laughs> <laughs> each park... Uh, each each day park hours vary widely, and for instance, Animal Kingdom closes around five. One of our favorite things to do is plan events in the day at one park, freshen up at the hotel, and then return to another park for a nice dinner and new nighttime adventures at another park. The transportation systems are great, and the park hopper will allow for a relaxing and fun-filled experience. Have fun, and I hope to see you in the park one day. Nice. Great yeah. advice. And, you know, the, the, the two groups of people that we've gotten advice to get the park hoppers are... are at least I know for a fact are people that don't have kids, or I assume they maybe they did actually I don't know now, now that I think about it but like a, a newlywed couple yeah. going to Zan so they didn't bring their kids and then right. um, and then Bunny yeah yeah so well let's face it Pink Bunny probably has a thousand kids well that's we just don't probably know. true yeah. Yeah. I've just each, never yeah. heard of them each right. time yeah, right. a thousand kids <laughs> each yeah time. when they're Bunny <laughs> uh, is that just it for blue feedback bunny, turn Green Bunny yes okay, it is perfect um, so let's get Anthony on the line here. Anthony, are you with us, my friend? I am. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Perfect. So you are—you did such a, a, a crackerjack job of uh, of running us through Thor and why he matters to anybody outside of you know weirdos and uh, you know Vikings. Um, <laughs> that I wanted to have you on back to talk about uh, Ant Man. You just saw Ant Man, and, and you kind of uh, previewed that movie for us a little bit on your last uh, appearance on the show uh, and explaining. Why Ant-Man? Why we're even talking about Ant-Man? Um, and you saw the movie last night, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we went and saw it. Uh, me and Heather went and saw it last night. And, uh, okay, so let's run through it real fast. Why do we care about Ant-Man? If you can give us a, just a, a brief background. I know it's it's hard because, like you were saying last time, these kind of characters in the new Marvel movies, they're, uh, they're so, kind of heavily intertwined with each other, right? And so in order to... Uh, to, to tell one side of the story for, like, the Avengers or whatever, you have to break down these backgrounds, right? Yeah, so I was a little surprised, I think, that this Ant-Man is going to have a lot more relevance um, than I would have expected it to. Um, I think they're going to tie in a lot, and there's a lot of hints that were dropped throughout the Ant-Man movie itself um, that kind of gave way to the future of how Marvel uh, is planning things. And Obviously, Ant-Man is uh, the end of Marvel's Phase 2, um, which means we won't be seeing the next Marvel movie until I think May of 2016 when we uh, kick off with Civil War. So, and that's the start of Phase Three, um, which is a, a big thing. So, Ant-Man um, coming in now was kind of a a bit more of a momentous occasion than I would have expected it to, with everything that's kind of going on at the end of Phase Two. What's going on? So. Pretty much everyone is in disarray right now. Uh, Thor is freaking out about some visions in the <laughs> Infinity Stones. Uh, we saw that. Uh, okay. And the, the Avengers Age of Ultron. Tony Stark is all depressing and um, emo about nearly destroying the world. Um, so he's out of well, the Avengers. Look, I'm going to cut him a little slack on that. I, I'd be kind of depressed, too, if I almost blew the world up. All my stuff's here. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, he has a right to be kind of uh, being emo right now. So uh, that means, of course, that Captain America has stepped up um, to the plate right now. But Captain's all over the place because he's pining for his old, you know, friend from way back when. And so he's kind of lost in that whole situation. There's all this stuff that's going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s completely in disarray. Uh, so 
all of our like main heroes and the Hulk obviously is gone too. We don't know what's happening with him. I have my theories on what's happening to him. Another story. Um, so <laughs> you, you've got all this stuff kind of going on and Ant-Man coming in means that we could start to see parts kind of like reintegrating as far as the Avengers, but we know going into civil war, there's going to be two sides. So it's, it's interesting to see how they're going to take Scott and branch out with the different sides. In Who's Civil Scott? War. Scott is Ant-Man. Scott, Ant-Man, uh, okay. so there's Hank Pym is the original Ant-Man, which he is in the movie. He's the older guy. Um, he's like the actual Ant-Man. Uh, I didn't read, ever read much about Scott. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they correlate him into the Avengers because it's more Hank Pym that was an Avenger. Uh, and the original Avenger, uh, not one of um, kind of like, I mean, he is part of the second generation, but there's a little kind of loose interpretation there, I think, going on. Okay, um, it sounds like they're kind of playing a little bit with with the Avengers yeah. movie history versus the comic book history. Well, definitely. Okay. Uh, I mean, they kind of have to there because there's still like Fox rights problems with the X-Men and stuff, so they can't oh. tie in the Avengers They've already messed up the storyline with Ultron because uh, Ant-Man was actually one of the creators of Ultron. So there's there's still stuff that's kind of inaccurate, but they're kind of it doesn't really matter as much if you're a nerd like me. It does. And, and, and see, I'm I'm an origin story freak, you know. And and yeah. to me, it's like if you're not going by what the original people who created the idea, then I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't care, but I don't know enough about this kind of stuff to have an opinion one way or the other. So I just kind of go, Oh, look at the effect. And then, uh, I eat popcorn. Hey, pretty. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people feel about the, the Marvel movies in general though, right now is that it's kind of just like, yay, explosions and funny banter. And, um, which, uh, Ant-Man was great for that. Okay. Uh, it was basically another Tony Stark, Iron Man movie. Um, you know, it would have suit. to be, I can imagine. Exactly. Well, cause there isn't really, I don't really know much about plans for Iron Man at this point. There's none in phase three. So they kind of have to have their new Tony Stark, um, wit and humor kind of thing that they're bringing back to the table. So, uh, Paul Rudd does a great job with that. He was funny. Uh, he made a really good Ant-Man. I was actually very surprised. The movie was, you know, was enjoyable. Um, the fight scenes were great. Uh, they were funny too, which was kind of weird. I, I can never take a villain seriously if he's funny. I just can't do it. <laughs> Except the Joker. I yeah, but Joker's not like funny, haha, funny. He's more no. like funny as in, oh my god, I'm terrified. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you do what with my teeth? That's funny. Uh, I'm gonna leave now. Right. Exactly. Um. But like that, Ultron suffered that problem too. He was funny, and I was like, "I like you're gonna destroy the world, but make me laugh first. Okay, that's cool." <laughs> hey, he sounds really nice. Yeah, great guy. Would have been friends with him. We totally wouldn't have Facebook friends. <laughs> Not for long though. <laughs> no, probably couldn't stand my spam. <laughs> Trust me, most of us can't. <laughs> anyway, I can't. Um, so, <laughs> so okay, what did we learn from Ant Man as far as moving forward into the whole Marvel deal? So what we've kind of learned, uh, there's there's some big hints as to what's actually happening. Uh, one of them comes from one of the post-credit scenes, um, which I actually had to learn from through a friend because we didn't stay for a second post-credit scene, but I found out there's another one um, where you learn that um, 
Captain and Falcon have found Bucky. Uh, there's a hint that he drops about Iron Man not being able to help out because of his own accord, which hints to uh, the Hero Registration Act, which is this big deal. This is actually what causes the Civil War because mm. uh, Tony Stark endorses registering as heroes. Uh, Captain America doesn't, you know, and then they just they go through the their I hate you phase at that point. <laughs> okay. So that's the first hint that's been dropped about Civil War. Um, we got some hints about what's coming up with Ant-Man as far as as his future. Uh, there was a big thing in there about the quantum realm, which is a uh, kind of an existent state that's beyond human mentality. And it's something that's going to get brought up a lot when the universe kind of expands, uh, when we introduce with Thanos and kind of everything that's all of these ideologies that are completely beyond our understanding. So that was a big deal. Um, Wasp, at least the second generation of Wasp was introduced. So we'll probably be seeing her. Um, I don't think we'll see her in Civil War, but we'll probably be seeing her more towards um, the Infinity War which I think is what's slated for 17 or 18. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the biggest thing, though, is that um, Ant-Man himself, they kind of staged for a hatred between him and Tony Stark, which would be interesting um, to see if he jumps on um, Captain's side or if he tries to take the lead because Ant-Man, you know, is one of the leaders of the Avengers. So we don't, there's no real, like, clear indication on how he's going to fall towards, you know, this whole Civil War issue. We're definitely going to see him in Civil War. But as far as, you know, who he endorses, it's kind of unclear. Uh, he does actually end up fighting one of the Avengers at some point, but he kind of develops this little bromance with Falcon. <laughs> uh, and Falcon, I think, is going to be playing a big part, a lot more than people expect him to. Um, cause there's, you know, this huge debate on who is going to be taking the shield when Chris Evans gives it up. Um, Chris Evans, Chris Evans is Captain America, right. Captain America. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, he will die, uh, at the end of civil war. Spoiler it's, alert. Right. <laughs> I'm well, I mean, kidding. you know, I mean, it's, it's, in the this comic is one, books, so. it's one man's opinions, yeah. you know, um, but they've been grooming Bucky to take over winners or as to take over captain but now we've got Falcon in here and he's starting to play a bit more of a better role. I also like him a lot better than I do the winter soldier. So there's hints to him kind of becoming the next, uh, captain America. So we learned a lot in one movie, which is, is interesting because it, even though it hints a lot about the future of the Avengers, Ant-Man still felt like a standalone movie, which was nice. It didn't feel like it was, Oh, here's more endorsement to Tony Stark and Captain America. So, huh? Okay, interesting. I I, I won't pretend that I know anything about any of those characters, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't I don't have to. I, I guess. mean, did you see Did you see um, Captain America: Winter Soldier? Or yeah, I I, I believe I did. Uh, I believe I did. That's when uh, him and his brother. Uh, one had magical powers and had to like run away because he would freeze everything, and then they came together. That's the one. I literally have no idea what you just described. Oh no, I think that was just described Frozen. Is that what it was? (laughs) I get those two confused so many times. So sorry. I I thought I could get that confused. I mean, they're pretty close, right? Elsa (laughs) and Captain America. I mean, they both have blue, right? Sure. I'll take your word for it. I I don't know, man. 
Uh, well, Anthony, it sounds like uh, we're up for a lot of uh, a, a lot of um, I don't say meta Marvel, but uh, just a lot of like second and third tier Marvel characters in, in the in the coming years. Yeah. Well, is that, we're gonna is see that good or is that bad? We're gonna see all of them in Civil War, okay. so we at least get one last movie with all of the the greats. But we've still got a lot of big guys coming up for Phase Three. Um, personally, I'm really stoked for um, Panther. Uh, he's one of my favorite Avengers. Um, there's stuff going on with the Inhumans, so we're we're still gonna see some big heroes pop in, which is good. Um, okay. A lot of people think that are gonna at least be up to the challenge of replacing the first generation. Hmm. But like like in anything, it's hard to beat the originals. You know, it's the same with the Justice League. Modern Justice League is terrible versus the original. You know, I don't so, know. I don't understand. I don't know why they do that. I. Well, you know, they have to cycle stuff out every now and then. Like, Marvel, the comic book, is actually killing off, like, everyone right now. Hmm. Half the people have died in Marvel, and they're they're rebooting everything. Um, same with DC. DC is going through a whole recycle, basically. I mean, they, they started with their 52 series, and that's failing, so they're going to kill off everybody. <laughs> so, you know what happens? It's a cycle. Uh, granted, Marvel's been doing it to like a huge extreme. I mean, they killed Wolverine, Magneto. They're killing Spider-Man. They're you know they're killing everybody. Wow. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. You can't be safe. Even superheroes aren't safe. No, it's it's Game of Thrones for comic books right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Look at that analogy, Anthony. That's pretty good. Right. I'm I'm proud of myself for that one. I wanted to high five myself at that moment. I, I think just, you can. You know, just your left and your right hand. And just it's like one clap. <laughs> But I'm not that lame. You did it, and I know you're that lame. I am. I'm but. pretty lame. That's true. Uh, speaking of lame, you also do a lot of cosplay. Um, what's your? Uh, what's your? I'm sorry. It was too easy. That was an alley oop right there. Three point swish. Um, uh, what's your uh, Facebook? How can people find out if they're into cosplay? Um, find out what you're doing because you did a lot of stuff, man. You went to San Diego Comic Con and, and basically killed it, right? Yep. Oh yeah, San Diego Comic Con was a blast. Met a lot of uh, met a lot of celebrities. Made it onto some pretty good news networks. I uh, made it on the Stars Network. Uh, got a lot of interviews and and front pages uh, again this year, which was just based on uh, your cosplay. I mean, it's that? not just based on your cosplay because it's not your personality or your looks or anything. No, God, yeah, no, right. no. If I <laughs> if I walk around just me, uh, nobody, not no. zero. Yeah, Goblin it was because I had blood all over my face, and uh, but yeah, people people can find me um, www.facebook.com forward slash the Ronin cosplay. It's R O N I N cosplay. Um, take a look, uh, and I'm always open if you if anyone ever wants to nerd chat for a while. I could pretty much do this all day, uh, <laughs> every day. I think I do on more occasions than not. Um, it's true, but. Yeah, you will be. We actually have some Disney and Marvel cosplays coming up uh, oh, this really? year. Yeah. Well, I always say that uh, you know I, I I started the cosplay in the family because Taryn and I were the uh, haunted mansion stretchy painting people. So totally. You know. Yeah. You're you're yeah. once again you're 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 uh, you know Stopping coming you. after me. Yes, you are, and I you know it's fine. This is fine. Yeah, hipster Jason. All right, cool. <sighs> Whatever, yeah, Anthony. Went there. You did. I did. Well, but to set up camp there. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anthony, thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate the time, buddy. Always always a pleasure. All right. You guys have a wonderful evening. Yes, Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Bye Taryn.
whatever. That's my nephew, Anthony. <laughs> um, you got to keep in the family sometimes. No, you know, he's look. very nice and very, very informed. Very. Yeah, kid knows what yeah, he's talking like about, he knows man. Lots of deeds. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was it. Was it interesting? Did people do people care about Marvel? I don't know that. I think if you care about Marvel, that was interesting. However, if you don't care about Marvel, I was even going. Does that make good radio? I don't. I don't know. I'm like all whatever. Anyway, I'm a DC um, guy. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, Terrence, Pinocchio, just do it real fast. How was watching Pinocchio, man? When was the last time you had seen Pinocchio before this? Uh, before this, I saw Pinocchio exactly never. So this really? Is the first time, yeah. It was the first wow. time. Wow. So we couldn't, um, couldn't find it. You know, it's not on for sale on iTunes or anything like that. So we found a place to legally, um, stream it. Yeah. And watched it. And I thought it was great. My kids weren't really into it that much, mm-hmm. but I thought it was great. You know, I, it was, uh, well done. Learned a lot about um, their their origins, if you will. Oh so, yeah, you know, and, and all of it's in the blog. Some of the things I I learned from it. Um, I thought it was a I thought it was a good movie. Um, and definitely at that point, it was by far the best full length movie that that they had put out because Snow White's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Not terrible. It's, oh, it was terrible. It's but terrible. they did learn a lot. Yeah, they did. So they Pinocchio did. being their second full-length animation, um, Snow White the first. They you, you you can tell the production value is a bit better. The storyline yes. is a little bit more developed. Yeah, no, you know, thirty-minute dance sequences. You yeah. know, the story actually moves along. You know, like I said, a couple of things somewhat risque in the movie. You know, Absolutely. some of the things they do on Pleasure Island. But uh, overall, it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, I would see it. The boys didn't care too much. Uh, there. I mean, t- Tommy's two. Yeah. So, you know, he was in and out, you know, running around the house watching. Uh, Jack was watching and then not watching and then watching and then not watching. But the only part he really got was the whole, you know, Pinocchio being locked up thing. Uh-huh. And that was a great teaching moment. It's like, that's what happens <laughs> when you don't listen. That's what happens to you. So now he even says, you know, I don't want to go to jail. So I'm going to do it. what mommy and daddy says. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, go, go check good. out the uh, the blog there, and you can you can uh, see all of these. We're going to be posting all these. Uh, it'll, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, let's see if this works, because I'm having some audio problems still. Is it this one or this one? How's Where sound? are you playing? Sound. Sound. Where are you playing? Nothing in the stupid website's wow. playing. What's going on here? Okay. Well, too bad. Anyway, I was hoping to uh, do this really awesome intro to uh, to the history of Toontown with sounds from Toontown uh, on this website I found. And uh, children crying. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Mommy, not working. Can we leave, please. <laughs> it is not working. So, so yes, Taryn, go ahead. Nothing. You go. <laughs> Great. Um, so I decided to do the history of Toontown uh, because the last time we were at Disneyland, I went to Toontown and I actually enjoyed myself. I like Toontown. You guys hate Toontown. I don't know why. And um, so I wanted to tell you about the history of one of my favorite lands. You're so crazy. Sometimes I feel like you do this stuff just to, like, irritate all of us. He's just trying to. I've heard you say that you think Toontown is terrible. Well, okay. So me too. Except that he actually did in the last trip. He's like, no, I really like it. And I was like, well, you're the only one, so you need to do the history. I vaguely recall this happening. I like Toontown. I think it's great. So, uh, you know, here we go. And, and Terrence is a way better person at the history shows than I am. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to, um, I'm going to give it a shot here. 
Uh, Toontown first was uh, a concept called uh, Hollywoodland. It was combined uh, with a concept of uh, something called Mickey's Birthday Land. What? As well as How a concept uh, found in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, which opened in 1993, I think it was. Uh, so they, they took these concepts and formed Mickey's Toontown, uh, which, of course, is behind Fantasyland. Um, there were going to do something at Disney MGM Studios, uh, but all that was canceled. Uh, but they did build an exact replica of Toontown in Tokyo Disneyland in 96. Uh, they have something in Disneyland Paris called, uh, called Toon Studio. Apparently Toontown didn't translate, uh, very well. And Walt Disney World and Hong Kong Disney are the only Disney resorts to have neither a Toontown or a Toon Studio. Uh, Mickey's Toontown opened in Disneyland, uh, on January 24th, 19. 19- 93. Now, originally, Roger Rabbit was uh, set to be the star of his own land behind Main Street, USA, uh, which was uh, called Hollywood Land. Um, and uh, the the before-mentioned uh, Mickey's Birthday Land was something going to be in at uh, Magic Kingdom for uh, Mickey, Mouse, six, Mickey Mouse's 60th birthday. Uh, can I ask a question real quick? Yes. Well, what do you mean behind Main Street? Um, it, they were going to, I, I want to think it was maybe where they were going to do Liberty Street or something like that. Okay. They were planning on doing some construction kind of off center. So that's where, okay. uh, we would have Hollywood land okay. is kind of more towards Main Street. Um, hmm. yeah, kind of weird, right? So, yeah, so really they, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So they ended up taking these, uh, different, I mean, come on, M- Mickey's birthday land. Yeah. What that's it, horrible. Uh, but I wonder if that was just going to be where you would funnel all the kids for the yeah. birthday party. That's what it seems like. But to me, that in, that would end up being more like a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know? Sounds like it. Which is the exact opposite <laughs> of the happiest <laughs> place on Earth. Well, the, the Hollywood land in, uh, idea is kind of interesting. Like, if it looked like when you first bust through the uh, the wall, yeah. when you bust through the wall in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that'd oh, be, that would be kind of cool be really looking. Cool. Yeah, it would, it would be neat. I, I, I like the, the Hollywood land uh, because, in case you don't know, Hollywood was called Hollywood Land. They had mm-hmm. uh, the famous Hollywood sign said Hollywood Land, right. and then the land burnt down or whatever, and so now it's just Hollywood. Uh, but uh, the attractions uh, in Hollywood Land were going to be based on Roger Rabbit, uh, Judge Doom, and Baby Herman, mm-hmm. um, and that was going to be like Disneyland Hollywood Studios and Tokyo Disneyland, uh, but apparently uh, after the uh, disaster that was known as Euro Disney, um, because the fi- financially, you know, Euro Disney, Disney in Paris just tanked, so they right. decided we're not gonna, we're not gonna do any of this. So, uh, they decided to blend those ideas together to make Mickey's Toontown, and like I said, that opened in 93, and they even wrote a backstory, which I really like. Huh. Okay. Um, choosing to live away from the hustle and bustle of Hollywood, Mickey Mouse moved to a Toon suburb in a hidden part of Anaheim in the 1930s, keeping in touch with his humble Midwestern roots. His friends followed suit and built their own houses nearby. When Walt Disney was looking for a location to build Disneyland, Mickey pointed him towards a large orange grove nearby for him to build his park. When the park opened, Mickey and his friends traveled between their Toontown homes and Disneyland to meet the countless guests that visited the park. Eventually, in 1993, Mickey and his fellow Toontown residents decided to open their hometown to the public for visitors, digging a tunnel through the berm. Which is where the, oh, the train goes okay. through. That's right. cute. It's kind of a cute, really cute. backstory, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> yeah. It actually, no, I'm saying yeah, yeah, it is, it right? It actually is. Uh, so Mickey's Toontown is, is uh, of course, one of the eight themed lands in Disneyland. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm skipping my notes because uh, I'm boring myself. <laughs> um, We're not bored. 
Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> since 93, Mickey's Toontown has been featured as the hometown for Mickey and friends in various media, including television shows, films, and video games. However, comic book stories still depict Mickey and Goofy as residents of Mouston. And Donald living in where, Terrence? Where's Donald Duck from? Oh, come on. I got it. I can't remember. In DuckTales. Oh. I think oh. it's even in the song. What, Duckburg? Yes. Thank you. The area was also the inspiration for the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, uh, Disney Town, Kingdom Heart. I don't know what that is. Uh, Epic Mickey. Uh, that's a game that we played, which is terrible. It's not terrible. I love it. Um, there's a bunch of. There's actually a bunch of things to do, and and if I didn't see this list, um, I wouldn't have noticed this. Uh, so uh, attractions, entertainment. There's Chippendales Treehouse. You yeah. can go climb on the Disneyland Railroad, of course, and Mickey's Toontown Station. Uh, Donald's boat, which I really like. You climb on Donald's boat. It's kind of a cool thing. It's cute. Yeah, I like Donald's boat. Donald's boat's right. You're... I mean, there's nothing really to do there. Well, no, it's well, it's you can basically pull a the little like Addy a... likes it. You can yeah. pull the yeah. little thing. It's a jungle noise. gym for kids, but yeah. it's on like a, do- a cartoon version of Donald Duck's boat. Okay, uh, your kids would 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 love it. They go nuts. Have no idea that Toontown exists. They really should. <laughs> it's for You're them. Such a brat. No. You are kind of a brat. <laughs> um, Gadgets Go Coaster, which looks kind of scary. Goofy's Playhouse, Mickey Mickey's House, and you can meet Mickey in the back, which I think your kids might want to do. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's Minnie's House also. And then Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, of course, everyone knows that one. Uh, they used to have something called the Chippendales Tree Slide and Acorn Crawl, uh, Goofy's Bounce House, but now it's called Goofy's Playhouse, and the Jolly Trolley. Uh, Disney made the decision to stop running the Jolly Trolley, uh, though a stationary trolley still remains as a photo opportunity. Uh, the reason why uh, was never made officially public, but it goes something like this. Either uh, California OSHA safety inspectors ordered them to stop operation uh, because of non-existent safety restraints. There's no belt, la- okay. lap belt, or which I don't buy because there's none on the train either or the monorail. So I don't know yeah. why. I mean, um, but maybe there's more kids on the Toontown one. So are there um, chains on the end of the rows? No, the, I don't. Well, in the, the, the on only the train, maybe. the only photo I saw was the one of of the the one that's stationary for the photo op. Okay. So I don't know why they would. But well, what kill about it. on the Disneyland train? Are there chains on the end to keep you in? No. Because oh well, then I don't know. Because no. the monorail I can understand because you're enclosed, but yeah, but still, oh. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. It's very weird. Um, or uh, the the need for a cast member to operate the trolley and mechanics required to maintain the complex hydraulic components. The little trolley ride became too cost prohibitive for Disney to continue to operate it. So they killed it, but they still left one of the cars right. for a um, photo. It op. is a good photo op, though. It's I cool, I really right? like it. Um, if you're hungry and you're in Toontown, you can eat at Daisy's Diner, Pluto's Doghouse, Clarabelle's Frozen Yogurt, or Tune-Up Treats. Of course, there's always Tune-Up Treats. Everyone needs it. Um, there's a couple cool things uh, that you can, I mean, really, that's it. That's the history of Toontown. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly new. In 1993, there's not a whole lot of story. They haven't done a whole lot to that area. Um, they've rethemed Goofy's Playhouse and they took out the acorn dig. Like, that's it. Otherwise, it's pretty much untouched. I wonder if they're ever going to do anything different with it. Well, there's a few rumors that we've talked about, but I'll, I'll address that. Um, but there are a couple little things that you can check out. Uh, be on the lookout for when you're in Toontown next. So in keeping with the tradition of the windows on Main Street USA, Walt Disney has a window dedicated to his accomplishments at Mickey's Toontown. Um, and I didn't get the exact location, but I do have a photo of it. And it's uh, from uh, Walt's days running the Laughogram 
um, mm-hmm. thing before he oh. started, uh, you know, doing his whole Disney stuff. So it says Laugh-A-Gram. Uh, I think it says W.E. Disney proprietor or something like that. It does. So huh. that, that's kind of cute. Um, so check that out. Inside Minnie's house, the uh, right, obviously right next to Mickey's house, uh, the refrigerator has a recipe for Minnie's famous chewy, cheesy chip cookies. Uh, this recipe apparently is based on a real recipe for chocolate chip cookies. Uh, obviously, however, the cheese chips are substituted for chocolate chip. Well, vice versa. The chocolate chips are substituted for cheese chips. But uh, <laughs> apparently, if you write that recipe down, it makes uh, a mean chocolate chip cookie. Interesting. Uh, Mickey's Toontown official seal is appropriately the seal from the 1948 cartoon Mickey and the Seal. Okay. <laughs> that does make sense. There you go. Um, and then uh, last but not least, guests may notice that the hills of Mickey's Toontown form a W, a D, and an I, all next to each other, paying tribute to the creativity of Walt Disney Imagineering. Hmm. I never noticed that. Neither have I. I saw a picture of it. Uh, oh. Weird, right? Yeah. The things kinda, you learn, Kind of cool, actually. It's not bad. Uh, Toontown did uh, actually spark its own online video game as a massive multiplayer online uh, deal in 2003. Uh, it did pretty good, but the final server was uh, shut down in 2013, so you can no longer play the uh, MMO of Mickey's Toontown. So uh, like Taryn was saying, there have been some rumors about what's going to happen with Toontown, and most of them revolve around Star Wars. So you know, right now it's kind of near where they light off the fireworks for the end of the night, so they close out in Toontown early. You know, it's not because there's just nobody there because there's a lot of people there. I like Toontown. Uh, the plans for Anaheim that WDI is currently mocking up in their dedicated Star Wars design. This is a rumor. Uh, have now entirely new land. Uh, the Star Wars expansion was going to be, um, you know, rip out Toontown. First of all, it was going to be Tomorrowland. Now then, then people are saying, oh, they're going to rip out Toontown. They're, I I just don't see that happening because the fireworks. I mean, they shut it down to do yeah. the fireworks. Why right. would they rip it? You know, it's going to have so many people in a Star Wars land. So, um, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. That's stupid. Yeah. So this rumor is saying, um, new land attacked under the North of frontier land and fantasy land. Star Wars expansion would be accessed via the Western flanks of fantasy land beyond the old skyway station, which we've talked about. You, you can see right next to the Casey jr. To the left of Casey Jr. there. Uh, taking over the Big Thunder Ranch area and extending to the north beyond the railroad tracks, where Toontown is now would be more expansion and a large show building, not unlike New Orleans Square, with the show buildings for Honda Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean stash unseen behind it. It's this show building on the Toontown plot where the bulk of the Star Wars e-ticket and some other in- indoor environments would reside. That's the current rumor. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I still don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I do know that they are removing... Um, some of the buildings on the property itself that Imagineering has, and they're building new buildings for them. Um, so I think that's where we're going to have a lot of Star Wars stuff. They are making room to build something in the parks, hmm. uh, but I don't think they're going to kill Toontown for it. It's Toontown. There's right. no way. Yeah. I just don't see it. But stranger things have happened. Anyway. Well, hold on. So yes. are you are you finished? I'm finished. That's the okay, history of Toontown. I have, a, I have a little fact that I found in the book, in the little Disneyland tri- uh, like fact book or whatever, the encyclopedia we have. Okay. And um, I was desperately <laughs> Googling it because I couldn't remember the guy's name. But um, at uh, Goofy's Playhouse, one of the pumpkins is actually carved to look like the face of Jack Lindquist, who was the um, the president of Disneyland at the time that Toontown was built. Oh, that's cool. He retired that year. That is a cool fact. 
And it's cute. He's got like these weird little like, I don't know, dork glasses on and dork glasses. They're like Napoleon Dynamite yeah, glasses. Yeah, like he okay. kind of looks like here. I can show you. Oh, that is cool. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, he has glasses on. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. Yeah, there's always a little like uh, you know accoutrement. In Toontown. But anyways, I dig Toontown. And there's also like a lot of other little gags. There's, um, uh, I think it's the gag factory or something. It's right to the left. Right to the left. left. It's right to the left of uh, (laughs) uh, Roger Rabbit. And and it's like a a fake jail, you know, where like rubber... uh bars you know and then oh, and you can like lift the weight you can lift yeah. the weights and there's yeah. there's a bunch of just little interactive stuff that and you can makes do for with great kids. pictures that's such a good photo yeah. area yeah and you know i will say i think one of the best themed weight uh one of the best themes uh themed lines in, in the entire park is roger rabbit's cartoon spin. i agree oh totally i love it's it almost like it's almost more fun than the ride the ride itself kind of makes you sick yeah, yeah, it's a little I think gross. Maybe that's where measles happened. Yeah. Oh. You would think because it's a big incubation chamber, but it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great. I don't know. I, if you haven't been to Two Town because you don't have a kid, you don't need a kid they to go to Toontown. Have a, I love Toontown. They have a. I don't love. I will not <laughs> agree with you. I don't love Toontown. Right. I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, but it is not my favorite. However, having a child, um, it who is on the shorter side, she can ride Roger Rabbit. She can ride. Um, they also have this cute little. Little kitty roller coaster that's kind of fun. That's the go coaster, the gadgets go coaster. Yeah, yeah, she can ride that. So yeah. if you have smaller oh. children and so they want to do fun rides, that's that's a fun ride. That's cool. Yeah, and you don't have to go to DCA for it. Exactly. Because DCA is terrible. We all know that. Oh, it's not. Um, no. well, also not it going has to agree with you. So it can't be that terrible. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was it. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> It's just really easy. No, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing going on. The one thing I didn't know is that is that there was a, a window dedicated to Walt in it. I just, yeah, I, I think that's no really cool. That. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I actually, that. don't even. Where's where are there any windows? I don't know. In Toontown. I mean, oh, it's the like lap, the fake windows. The yeah, like on the factory. like no, the second. Star. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like the second store. Okay. <laughs> Did Terrence just tell you that windows are in buildings? Ask <laughs> 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 me the question. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> Thank right. you for that. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. I bet you thought I was going to be uh, Terrence Thinks. I was hoping it was. Actually. Me too. <laughs> I kind of was hoping to. We have some cool news. Not a whole lot, uh, but let's start with this one. This is uh, from uh, a website in Australia. Um... In Victoria, Australia, the number of babies named Elsa doubled (laughs) in the year following the... Someone picked Terrence up. He's got the vapors. Uh, Doubled in the year following the release of Disney's Frozen at the end of 2013. According to the figure from the Registry of Births, Deaths, and Marriages... um, It's funny how marriage follows death. There were 11 babies registered with Elsa as their first given name in 2011 and 22 in 2012. In 2013, (laughs) that number dropped to 19. So there were 19 babies named Elsa in 2013. Uh, A year after that, at the release at the end of 2014, 38 babies named Elsa. That's a lot of babies. All those poor girls are going to be in school together. Yeah. Yeah. Elsa, huh? They're going to have to be like Elsa G, Elsa H, Elsa F. So far in 2015, there have been six babies registered with that name. Abroad, the growth of Elsa is more pronounced. In the U.S., 
Elsa could still be considered an uncommon name, but its popularity since Frozen has inc- increased dramatically. There are reports that more than a thousand girls called Elsa were born in the uh, last year in the U.S., I making it the two hundred and eighty-sixth most common girl's name. Wow. I mean, yeah, like, right? before that movie, Elsa's not a bad name, but, like... Do you know anybody no. named Elsa? Well, before old lady. Well, here, here we go. I know an old lady named I'm, Elsa. Really? I know an old lady named yeah. Elsie. There was an so, Elsa on my grandma's street. I should pick her up, put her in her house. <laughs> um, so it made the 200... <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a refrigerator running? Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. Well, get it a drink of water. It's probably thirsty. Oh, um, so last year in 2014, Elsa was the 286th name. Guess what uh, um, What number that name was, if that makes any sense, like where it was on the chart uh, previous to that. Just guess. It was the 200 and something? 286. It wasn't even on the list. Yeah. Uh, 900. No, no, no. Uh, previously, the name had failed to even bust the top 500 mark since 1917. Yeah. That's about when Elsa, the, the one I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, man. However, the Frozen effect has failed to give birth to a new generation of little girls called Anna. That's because <laughs> you call her Anna. Anna, that's a kind they, of... They spell like, it Anna, too. Comparatively, it's the boring name. Well, in Victoria, uh, Australia, apparently, the name has always been relatively popular, and the number of babies called Anna has steadily held over the years. In the following uh, year since Frozen released, there were 84, 84 girls named Anna compared to 82 babies with the same name in 2013. So it's just popular in and of itself. <laughs> the state's birth registry was unable to give a name ranking for Elsa or Anna. This is this is the best part of this whole article. It was also unable to reveal whether or not a Kristoff, Olaf, or Sven <laughs> oh, baby goodness. had Olaf. been born. The names of the uh, yeah, p- because for privacy reasons, it cannot reveal counts of names that involve less than five babies with the same name. Well, yeah, because that's creepy. <laughs> well, I love that. <laughs> I'm naming wow. our next child Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. No. Olaf. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, we've talked before about uh, Disney movies getting live action remakes. Ugh. And we've mentioned some of these, but here's an entire list of everything that we know. Apparently, Terrence, uh, this isn't a Disney movie, but uh, Sister Act is getting a reboot. Starring who? I heard I don't this. know. Let's find out. It's not going to be good. Well, I mean, of course, none of these are Why would be you good, remake Terrence? that movie? It's pretty much perfect on its own. Well, it's it all right. It is. Oh, I was going to say no. Oh, it no, that movie's great. amazing. The second one was terrible. But the uh, first one was amazing. Uh, the second, second one was, was actually pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gee. Back Hill, in the habit. Uh, JLH, Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, I know Come who on. you were talking about with JLH. And I wish. Bad. I hope you never <laughs> ever say that Sometimes I even think I like the second one better. I actually do like I the do second one like, I do like the little... Okay, never mind. So we don't Back know... Back Sorry. We don't know who is, uh, who's starring it because it's not written yet. But apparently the writer's... Uh, whose credits include Legally Blonde, The House Bunny, and She's the Man. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Oh, uh, all three of those movies well, are... Did you hear about the other re- reboot that's coming out? Turds. Uh, Space Jam, starring LeBron James. I saw you. No. Starring I saw you. LeBron James. Well, you guys know that movie was really excellent the first time. It is so, a great movie, and I, I still watch it. I was kidding. Thank I was you. totes kidding. Here, I've never seen this. Actually, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Here's a <laughs> at the Space Jam. That's Whoa. right. 
I love that movie. So do you think it's going to be a good remake? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Of course not. I'm just making sure we're on the same page somewhere. Yeah. Well, Uh, and this has nothing to do with Disney again, but here's a bunch of remakes that are getting made. The Craft. Really? Blade Blade Runner. That'd be interesting. I heard about that one, yeah. Gremlins. No, bad news. you're kidding. Police Academy. Come on! It, which I'm actually excited about. Oh, that would be cool. Um, And of course, uh, there's the two Ghostbusters reboots. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Does anybody have any original ideas? Well, you know, I I read something in a, in a, in a, in a script writing book, oddly enough. Uh, this guy's theory on why, uh, there's so many reboots and remakes of movies is because, uh, with, with all of the technology that we have, we have our phones, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have all these distractions that prevent us from going to the movies and like, investing into a movie Uh. into a new concept so if you put ghostbusters or if you make blade runner you've already sold you 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 don't have to convince a certain subsection of people to go see that movie there's already people inherently going to see it so you already know how much money you're making based on Hmm. how many people have seen blade runner i don't know how they do it but they don't have to hard sell you on it whereas a a movie like um oh i don't know uh, movie Movie X. Uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> the Grand so Budapest weird. Hotel, right? Whatever. You have to kind of sell people on All it. All I can think of. That's, a weird, that's that random. Was, that that was, was very random. random. <laughs> I've so, never seen that movie, anyway. Neither have I. So anyway, that's why. I, uh, that's one of the reasons why is because you have a built-in audience already. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, that being said, here are the all the classic Disney movie uh, live action remakes that we can expect or that we can expect that these are happening Um, this one i just this one i just uh, found out about the other day sword in the stone i'm gonna openly boo i haven't seen the 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 cartoon yes you have we've seen it together taryn well did i fall asleep because then it doesn't count probably (laughs) uh sword in the stone i'm excited about it well actually i'm not excited about it because i love that movie so much uh, we've already talked about the Jungle Book. Right. So that's oh, not be good. Uh, a Game of Thrones writer producer is uh, writing Sword in the Stone. By the way, that's okay. going to be a live action. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's getting mauled. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the Jungle Book. Like I said, we talked about that. Um, Idris Elba is Shere Khan, our favorite. Oh, Terrence. nice. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is Ka. Ben Kingsley is Bagheera, and uh, Christopher Walken is King Louis. That's a pretty oh. I'm sorry. cast. That's packed. Bill Murray is Baloo. Oh. Kill it. Killing it. That might it. be great. Yes. We're going yeah, to the midnight show. Yeah, that might show. be really good. Dude, killing it. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. I think we've talked so about that as, about as well. This. Emma Watson as Belle. <gasps> Dan Stevens as the Beast. Sorry. You didn't know? <laughs> I didn't know. Luke oh Evans. Okay, guys, come on. <laughs> Luke Evans <laughs> as Gaston. Josh Gad as LeFou. Okay. Ian McKellen as Cogsworth, Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts, Ewan McGregor as Lumiere, Stanley Tucci as Cadenza, Gugu Mithbara, that's a name, uh, as Plumette, and Kevin Klein as Belle's father, Maurice. The remake is due out March 17th, 2017. All right. I'm going to be excited about this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Night on Bald Mountain. We <laughs> talked about that, I think, in our last shows. That's that the ending segment from Fantasia, which I just watched oh, today. Yes. Okay. It's really amazing. Like Night on Bald Mountain is rad. Mm-hmm. It, they did a. It, it's rad. Anyway, um, I don't know how they're gonna remake it for a live action. Um, I I just I don't I don't understand, but uh, I, I'm willing to watch it. Uh, Tinkerbell, Reese Witherspoon will bring pixie dust to life when she reportedly portrays Tinkerbell in Disney's Peter Pan spinoff Tink. This is the best casting ever. 
because I don't like Tinkerbell and I don't like Reese Witherspoon <laughs> even more. <laughs> so you have no reason to see it. None. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, here's a shocker. The Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Now, it, how? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um Sophia Coppola was apparently attached to the project, but she dropped out. Uh, that would have been kind of cool. Uh, the rumor is that the project is still allegedly underway despite the director's exit. So they're still working on it. I uh, guess. I don't know. Right. I don't know how they're going to do uh. it. Um, this one, I would see, Dumbo. As of March, we learned Tim Burton was reportedly set to direct no, the film. please, no. Because <laughs> you know Helena Bonham Carter's going to be in it. And uh, she's going to ruin but it they somehow. Broke up. He doesn't have to put her in movies anymore, right? Yeah, but I'm sure they're... He still will. I'm sure they're friends. like best friends or oh, something. Um, here's one for you, Terrence. Pinocchio. Starring? Doesn't say yet. Uh, okay. Peter Hedges is set to write the script. Um, it's uh, in early development. It's a rumor. So it may or may not happen. Um, another one, Mulan. In March, this was reported by the Hollywood Reporter. The female warrior from the 1998 animated film will come to life in a live-action version. I actually, I love Mulan. I really enjoy that I movie. I never saw it. Yeah, I haven't seen it I either. I really, really like that movie. Hmm. And watching it again with Abby, I, I really, really like it. I kind of like what it stands for. Like, it's, it's, it's more girl power, in my opinion, than uh, Frozen. <laughs> but, uh, but how about yeah. Snow White? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I want to watch it live, like a live action version. No, because yeah, I mean, well, look, the a lot of this, a lot of live action takes the magic out of the animation. Yes, right. part of the magic of the story is you're telling it through, uh, through a uh, a media that is not typically f- for these. Like animation is is I don't, I don't know. I'm not explaining myself probably, but you know what I mean. So like animation are. is special. Right. So maybe I watch- not anymore. I watch Once Upon a Time, which is essentially the live action of everything that you just said, every movie that you just said was being rebooted. And yeah, yeah a lot of things get lost in the characters. It's not the same. I mean, we're, 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 I think, attached to these characters because um, they're hand-drawn. They're representations of people. And once you see a real person, well, now they're not hand-drawn. But yeah, right. once you see a real person doing these things, it's different somehow. I think it's going to be easier for Ariel, though, because she can just text Eric. Like, hey, I can't talk to you. Kiss me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> Snapchat this. Um, <laughs> Aladdin is getting a prequel. Yes. In mid-July, the Hollywood Reporter revealed that Disney is reportedly planning a live-action Aladdin prequel. The film called Genies will be based on Robin Williams' Blue Genie and will reportedly lead the way for a live-action Aladdin. Too soon. Too soon, Too soon. And, and won't Too be as soon. good. How I just do you... want everybody to observe my face right now because <laughs> I am offended. Yeah. Uh, you just look normal. When are you going to be offended? <laughs> um, how do you recast? You're essentially recasting Robin Williams. Yeah, and that. you can't do In that. That's actually offensive. A great role. One of his best. He yeah. did amazing at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Prince Charming will also come to life in his very own live action movie. Oh, barf. Why? Yeah. Who cares? He doesn't even have a name. Don't know. It's <laughs> unclear, though, if he will be the prince we know from Cinderella or Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, though EW reports Matt Fogel's script will be a revisionist take on a handsome prince. So, of course, that means... Uh, I don't know what that means. That means they don't know. You just yeah. do a prequel for every one of the seven dwarfs. Yeah. Every single one. Just make it their own movie. You need Whatever. to know how they got there, Terrence. Right. Well, that's... A- well, okay, you know so how they I go there. back to the day their moms, like, they had them and they were informed that their kid was a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
All seven, all seven people lived on the same street. Oh man. What I feel like happened is like they had this brainstorming session of like what movies they should make and they looked at the board and they were like, yep. yep. Done. <laughs> this looks good. We did right. it. Meeting over. Yeah. Um, I feel like someone saw Ted for this next one and decided to do this. Winnie the Pooh is getting a live action retelling in a film that will focus on an adult version of Christopher Robin. Of course. It's going to be like a tearjerker. He's going to be like reliving his memories or something. Actually, no, I'm not. I don't have a problem with this one. I don't. I've never really cared about Winnie the Pooh. No, nobody does. So like it doesn't bother me, but I'm not going to see it. Okay. (laughs) I view it as a um, almost like a hook kind of a thing. We might have to see it. Yeah, Hook was if real good. Go Another Robin Williams movie. Well, I know. I'm just saying that he left his childhood Incredible. behind. He goes back and finds it. Yeah. I think it might be good. That could yeah. be okay. All right. You're right. Uh, Chip and Dale. <laughs> Again, how is that even? <laughs> Disney is reportedly working on a live action version of their Chip and Dale characters for an origin story to their detective team, the Rescue Rangers. Yes, with um, uh, Gadget and what's his name? What's the big guy's name? Chip and Dale. Yeah. That was good. I don't remember his name. But anyway, there you go. Huh. There's a lot. I was offended of, by a lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of bad movies coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, and then if, you, if you're interested in stuff like this, uh, I found this on SlashFilm.com. There's a, a big chart um, that shows Disney sequels, remakes, spinoffs, and series. It's kind of confusing, um, but you know, it goes back to like the Bambi sequel from ni- from 2006 or whatever. But uh, you know, we, there's the uh, Pinocchio, there's the Dumbo that we talked about, Cinderella. Um, but I'm trying to find anyway. It it, it it basically just breaks down the entire history of how much stuff that uh, Disney has been remaking and sequeling and prequeling and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty crazy. Tangled. They're doing Tangled again in 2017. Are you kidding me? Um, A live action. Animated TV series. Oh. Uh, they're also doing an animated prequel slash sequel, I don't know which is which, of Wreck-It Ralph. And we know Frozen also and Big Hero 6. That's no that's no surprise. Right. I actually also really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. That I liked Wreck-It Ralph. That was really good. It was great. Yeah. So was Big Hero 6, though. That was I a great didn't movie, see that. Too. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. They can all be good, Terrence. I, they can <laughs> all be good, <laughs> they Terrence. They can all be good. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, I like to uh, talk about some uh, Disney numbers every once in a while, how much the park rakes in, mainly because I'm a seven-share stockholder. Um, <laughs> this one's on time. It's called How Disney Proved That No Price Was Too High for Fun. And I won't bore you with the entire details, but, uh, you know, it was pretty uh, it was pretty incredible. The first outpost in Disney's amusement park empire, Disneyland, quickly became California's biggest tourist attraction. Fans of the Disney films and TV shows and their parents shelled out real cash for the fancy experience. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time listed some sample sales figures in 1957. Okay, so this is 1957 uh, quote here. The average visitor plunked down $2.72 for rides and admission, $2 for food, another $0.18 cents for souvenirs. Wow. Just picture that in your mind already. <laughs> so that's about $5. Yeah. Uh, souvenirs like Disneyland pennants, maps, Donald Duck caps, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all told this year, again, 1957 year, uh, with attendance running 11% ahead of 1956. So they're, in 1956, they were, whatever, 1957, they, they're 11% higher. They've seen 11% growth. Their turnstiles will clink 
4,500,000 times. Wow. In, in two years after the park opened, they hit 4.5 million people. Disneyland will gross more than $11 million in 1957, 11 wow. million dollars. And turn, uh, and, and into Disney's treasure house will flow a Dumbo sized profit after taxes of more than a uh, million dollar, whatever. I don't know. Uh, in the park's Adventureland realm alone, and this is now current day, nearly three million visitors paid more than one million do- one million in 1956, which would be more than 8.7 million today, accounting for inflation to sail down a jungle river. So, of course, they're talking about the Jungle Cruise. Right. So, you know, the e-tickets, all the rides, they cost a quarter or whatever. Right. So this person is saying in, in 1956, Jungle Cruise made a million dollars in and of itself. That's crazy. After a year of opening. Can you imagine being the person who had to roll those quarters? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Oh, my Lanta. That's pretty crazy. Isn't it? When it opened, Disneyland's assets totaled 16 million bucks, more than three times the five million dollar budget that the Walt, that Walt Disney had originally set aside. He and his business partner, uh, Roy Disney expanded their vision after some of the nation's largest companies asked to buy into the fairy tale. Uh, they leased space to 55 companies, weaving product placement opportunities, uh, in between Sleeping Beauty's Castle and Captain Hook's Hideaway. Excuse me. Uh, this is per Time Magazine again. Pepsi Cola came in to operate Frontierland's Golden Horseshoe Soft Drink Saloon. American Motors Corp uh, shows Circa Rama movies, whatever that is. Poblum, I don't know what that is either. Recently opened a brightly decorated baby changing and feeding station, complete with a trained nurse who hands out free disposable diapers, safety pins, and bottles. So already 1955 or 56 or whatever, he knew the value of of taking care of families. Man. Yeah. The key to Disneyland's success, of course, was that few visitors felt fleeced. Walt's theme park exit polls showed that while customers' biggest complaint was the high prices, 80% said said they would be back to pay them again. So that's hilarious because that's exactly how we all feel. Yes. Yeah. And nothing (laughs) has changed. Yeah. Like it is. It's way too high. It's incredibly high. It's ridiculous that anybody goes there. But. None of us are going to stop going. They were already too high when it opened. <laughs> yeah. According so, to eighty percent of the people. It's funny that you're talking about this because I actually had a random thought about this just today, about how expensive Disneyland is and how um, we are all willing to pay that price. And I wonder if we're willing to, we we are willing to pay that price because Disneyland is the premium amusement park experience. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Is it the premium amusement park experience because we pay that much money? I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. When you go there, you uh, at least I really try very hard to ignore the downsides and focus on the on the positives. So, so what you're saying is basically, do they have the money to make it what it is because of the fact that we'll pay the money because of what it is? Exactly. Okay. Oh, I thought I you were like, saying like no, emotionally. I feel like it's a, a never-ending cycle. If they've always had enough money to just right. keep making it better, like it's just like I went to the state fair last week and it was, I was so grossed out. And mm-hmm. Terrence's wife actually was like, "What were you expecting, Disneyland?" And I was right. like, "Yes, <laughs> actually, I was." Mm-hmm. But I paid twelve dollars to get into the fair, and I pay a hundred dollars to get into Disneyland. Right. And yeah. Probably that's why, and yeah. that's I, worth it. Yeah, and they, it's it's just been going like that that circle, that circular motion the whole time. Since like, yeah. Yeah. I think you have a good point. They're paying more, but they're providing more. Right. 
and they're yeah. able because to you're more paying more because you're paying right. more and you're paying more because they're providing more. well and i think that's why it was such a, a big gamble in the first place right. because right. you know there wasn't a pre- there he set the president for this mm-hmm. there there wasn't a, a mm-hmm. place like this and right. he was pushing it a lot with his tv shows yeah and stuff like that but uh you know and then what they hit a million people in a year or something yeah. like that well because well, it was the first place that wasn't just rides it was an experience mm-hmm. yeah and but if you look at what i mean it's you've, you've seen opening day pictures like it was not the best way to open the park there are a lot of things that went wrong and there are creepy looking characters walking around but it was still something that you'd never seen before but if you look at what they've done since then it has to be because they have the cash flow coming in oh I mean, yeah for sure so i yeah i, I i'm still gonna pay the prices because yeah. it's, it's clean and it's fantastic well, and, and no one has done this since then. There's no comparable parks. Like, I think probably the closest thing is, um, and I haven't been there yet, but the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, right. It seems like they've put a lot of effort into making that really realistic and really cool. Mm-hmm. But that's the closest thing, and that's within another park that is okay, but it's still, I don't think it, comp- like, it's I don't think Universal Studios yeah, it's still compares. not well-themed enough to be on the same yeah. level. The only thing close enough to, close to Disneyland is California Adventure and Disney <laughs> World, and, you know, it's, it's yeah. all yeah. Disney stuff. They, I mean, even they not to, to a certain extent, you know, they, but, they, they try, but it's not the same level, and I don't know it's, if it's because it doesn't have the same recognition, because keep in mind, Walt was a, essentially a super celebrity by the time Disneyland opened. Yes, but also so you know he had that clout, and he was pushing he was pushing Disneyland on TV for like five years before it even opened. But the the thing so that, everyone knew about it, right? But the thing about Wizarding uh, Wizarding World that's different than Knotts or Great America or these other places is that the ride is not the main attraction. The the ride is not the biggest part mm-hmm. for everything at Disneyland. The entire queue is just as big as the ride is. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend more time in the queue looking around at, than you do actually being. You know, on a boat or you know, on a yeah. jeep, mm-hmm. and, and a, but with other places like that, yeah, other places will experience. right. Like for instance, you know, I went to um, one of our local places, Six Flags, whatever Marine World or whatever it's called now, and they have a ride called Discovery Kong, Kingdom. whatever it's yeah, Discovery Kingdom. They have a ride called Kong, mm-hmm. and I got up to the front of the line and I asked the guy there, "Why is it called Kong?" And he goes, "What do you mean? It's painted. It's painted orange. Like that's that's a." <laughs> That's really the only thing about it is that it's just okay. an orange ride. And he goes, yeah. oh, we just call it Kong. But w- but you know why something's called Indiana Jones because you experienced yeah. it the entire way through. So I think that's what was different is that he, he planned everything so that it was an experience from the time you walked into the gate, walk, walk through the gate. Yeah. You're – you're completely immersed in the entire experience of Disneyland. Yeah, absolutely. And they are able to do that, and, and they make it better because that's why we pay money. It, it w- wouldn't be as fun if it was just wait, you know, in the hot sun to go on Mr. Toad's, but everything that you see is what makes it worth it. Can I just say how nice it was to have a a mother's room to take my little infant child in and change her diaper and feed her and air conditioning and not have to lay her out on a you know, that's great. Yeah. Sidewalk. I thank them for that as well. It's Absolutely. a wonderful thing. You, no. did, you didn't want to see Abby's bottom. I did. I did not. <laughs> um, but I do now, which is weird. Um, Creepy. So apparently, a couple weeks ago, and and uh, which I probably should have covered last time, but whatever. Uh, Disney pledged to invest an additional one billion dollars in improvements and expansion at Disneyland in the coming years in exchange uh-huh. for continued tax breaks uh, from um, Anaheim. So this is. Folks, mm-hmm. this is your Star Wars expansion yep. money right here. Yes. This is your Marvel Park 
yep. that won't be in Disneyland proper, but in that uh, parking lot that we've talked about before. Uh, this is what this is. This yeah. is you are watching Disneyland set up this uh, push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can I ask a question? Of course. In regards to that, with the tax breaks that they're getting, yeah. do you think that's why they've just imposed a seventeen percent tax on hotel fees? And <laughs> oh, did they? Because they're not getting it from Disneyland. Probably. It could right. very well be. I, I made that number up, but they did just do a huge increase on oh, on, wow. Uh, wow. Ta- on uh, renting. I don't doubt it. Hmm. Well, how <laughs> That's much? Crazy. How much were they asking at Disneyland to pay per fireworks show? Oh, I don't know that. It was something crazy. Was it? Yeah, that was part of the tax break. Jeez. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, uh, last but not least, plans were just announced for Shanghai Disneyland, which looks pretty cool. Terrence is blown away. That Tron roller coaster. Yes, it looks fantastic. So, uh, here's oh, a quote from. Bob Iger, he says, uh, we are building something truly special here in Shanghai that not only showcases the best of Disney's storytelling, but also celebrates and incorporates China's incredibly rich heritage to create one-of-a-kind destination that will delight and entertain the people of China for generations to come. First of all, they have enough money. I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, we're taking everything we learned from our six decades of exceeding expansions uh, no, excuse me, expectations. Uh, it was a Freudian slip, apparently. Uh, <laughs> along with our relentless innovation and famous creativity. I like those words, uh, word pairings. Relentless innovation. I like it. That <laughs> is kind of nice. Um, anyway, so you can go check it on the Disneyland blog. They have like a little video. But here are some of the uh, the places that were announced. Um, along with a Tomorrowland. Or actually, Tomorrowland, um, it'll be one of six themed lands. Guests will be able to experience the Tron Light Cycle Power Run, which Terrence was just talking about, a new roller coaster style attraction where riders board a train of two wheeled light cycles for one of the most thrilling adventures at any Disney park. Uh, along with Tomorrowland, uh, we have uh, a look at more detailed lands coming to Shanghai Disneyland, such as Fantasyland. This apparently will be the largest land and home to the majestic Enchanted Storybook Castle that we've already uh, seen kind of plastered everywhere. Uh, in the fairy tale Paradise, guests will float through familiar Disney stories on Voyage to the Crystal Grotto, hitch a rollicking ride on the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, and take flight over the skies of London on Peter Pan's flight. Uh, they may also explore the Hundred Acre Wood with Winnie the Pooh or follow Alice through a dazzling Wonderland maze. Uh, something called Treasure Cove will be the first pirated-themed land in a Disney park. As guests explore this pirate world, they will enter Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure, an attraction that transforms a boat ride into a thrilling journey with cutting-edge innovations in robotics, animation, set design, and multimedia. Adventurous spirits will be tempted to board a pirate ship, paddle through the scenic cove on explorer canoes, and dine at Barbosa's Bounty. So when Taryn and I got a tour of Imagineering, they were working on this ride. Yes, I do remember that. So we're going to see Davy Jones. He has like the the squid face guy. They were working on animatronics for that for Shanghai Disney. Um, It was amazing. It looked look even 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 broken down with just the mechanics looked amazing. Yeah, and the stuff that they're doing just looks so cool. So you guys, if you go, it'll be it's going to be rad. It's just going to be rad. Uh, Something called Adventure Isle. 
will uh, not like a grocery store aisle, right. but like aisle. Okay. Island, yeah. uh, will immerse guests in a new <laughs> adventure aisle where you walk in a straight line and buy things at the end cap. And you buy cereal. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's an adventure. Mm, uh, a newly discovered lost world with hidden treasures and a chance to explore its mysteries. They'll have something called Roaring Mountain, which will tower over guests and beckon them on their journey. Guests can blaze their own trails at Camp Discovery, travel around the world on Soaring Over the Horizon, uh, which Ooh. I guess is going to feature a lot of like uh, Chinese landmarks like the Great Wall and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. Or embark on the thrilling rafting adventure Roaring Rapids, straight through the heart of Adventure Isle, um, blah, blah, blah. Tomorrowland, we already talked about, and Mickey Avenue will be the first main entry at, at a Disney park inspired by the colorful personalities of Mickey Mouse and his pals. In the, new, uh, in the neighborhoods of this welcoming, whimsical avenue, guests will share a hug and get a photo with some all-time favorite Disney characters. Avenue M Arcade, one of the many shops along the avenue, will feature the largest selection of gifts and collectibles inside the theme park. So it sounds like maybe they're taking that downtown Disney store and throwing, okay. <laughs> throwing it in the park because now yeah. they have a bunch of land, right? Uh, last but not least, Gardens of Imagination will celebrate the wonders of nature and the joy of imagination as guests leave everyday life behind to, to enjoy the seven whimsical gardens. Guests will take a spin on the Fantasia Carousel, soar on the back of Dumbo the Flying Elephant, and enjoy the area's iconic Disney entertainment, including castle stage shows and something called Ignite the Dream, a nighttime spectacular of magic and light. That's a long name, dude. Uh, that ain't going on any merch. Uh, <laughs> from, from several places in this land, guests will enjoy Mickey's Storybook Express, an exciting parade with its own musical soundtrack and colorful performers on the longest parade route in a Disney park. <laughs> oh, wow. Can you imagine being a performer doing the same thing for 25 minutes? Oh. Since breaking ground in 2011, Disney and Shanghai Shindy Group announced that they are expanding the park by adding additional attractions and entertainment to allow more guests in uh, its opening spring of 2016. It's so interesting because it sounds so different from yeah. from all the other parks. Yeah, and which I kind of like. Yeah. But it's a little disappointing because I'm never going to China. Let's just be clear about that. I'm never I don't yeah. have any desire to go to China. Right. Um I'm not going to support a well, I'm not even going to yes, get into it. I know, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But I'm not doing it. And I will never get to see these cool things. Yeah, it's too bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> anyway. Well, and China's really really crowded, so it makes me think that Disneyland in China is going to be gonna like be the seventh circle of hell. Extra crowded, <laughs> dude. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I wonder what it's going to do, if it's going to impact um, Hong Kong Disney, like their numbers, because they're kind of close. Maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe. maybe not, right? Because we have Disney World and Disney, excuse me, Disneyland. Can right. you imagine if there was no Disney World? Oh. And all, I mean, Disneyland would be, you couldn't get It'd in. It would be unbearable. It would be unbearable. Yeah. It would be like a lottery system to get in. We probably yeah. wouldn't have this podcast because we'd probably hate it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it would be true. the I Hate Disneyland podcast. Yeah. So Why is everything so terrible? Yeah. All right. It's time for the fact of the show, and we're going to leave. It's a short fact, but I like it. It's one that I really enjoy. At one time, Disneyland used to put real people inside the Haunted Mansion to scare guests. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Apparently, uh, a few guests, or apparently a lot of guests, got uh, jaded when the when the ride opened because they had been and they know everything, and so they kind of whatever. So they were just kind of complacent. And, right. Uh, yeah, they would they would put real people. The most famously was in the uh, suit of armor. 
Oh, that's so scary. And they would just come out and, and scare like move or whatever and it would kind of give people a thrill and even right. the most you know die hard disney fans that's didn't know that it was going to happen or when it was going to happen or whatever so cool. it was kind of another element i wish they would do that still, i wish actually. they would do that again that'd be kind of cool man sometimes i look at that thing and i'm like what's in there sometimes i do wonder <laughs> as well yeah it has the gonzo nose yeah you know anyway uh, they just left him there <laughs> yeah uh, thanks for sticking with us, everyone. We really appreciate it. Another long show, but you know what else we're we gonna do. Um, anyway, until next time, folks. We'll see you in the parks. <laughs>